DJ and PK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Just tweeted out the story about uh, BYU, the Big 12, why BYU is so attractive to the Cougars. Their TV numbers are really good when you compare them to Big 12 games that don't involve Oklahoma and Texas. And obviously at some point going forward, whether it's in two years, three or four, however that exit gets negotiated, the Big 12 will be without the Longhorns and the Sooners. And BYU's numbers stack up, look really good, especially compared to Houston, Cincinnati, Boise State, other teams that have been linked to the Big 12. I think we're all assuming that the remaining eight need to add at least two teams, maybe four, maybe more than that, but it seemed like two and four would be pretty clear. So BYU is in a pretty good place there. Of course, as we were talking about last week, without Oklahoma and Texas in the league, do you want to go? How much do you love being independent? How much do the Cougars love it? Ah, what to do? I don't think they love it. I think that it's a manageable situation in which they have an opportunity to flourish. But they've been on record. It reminds me, the TV numbers remind me of Dennis Lindsay, who's a Big 12 guy with his Baylor past. Oh, yeah. He says, what you do with the analytics, you make sure that it matches what you're seeing. And there's got to be that direct line drawn between what you see, what you believe, and the numbers. The eyeball, yes. The eyeball test and the analytics need to match up and if they don't then you need to go, go back, back and, and figure, figure out, out why yeah 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 right and so he's spoken about that at length well in this case and they do though they, but it was obvious yeah i already knew it but now you got it okay it showed it that's the point of analytics to back up what, what you, you believe or tell yes. you something that you need to look at it differently it's a two-way deal and so here BYU of course they do we already know that we know it I've seen it a million times over as I've been on the road with Cougar basketball and Cougar football literally all parts of the country you name a part and I've been there and, yeah, I've been everywhere and every conference well it's just you know the product of being around for a long time and having the job in which you do that so it's just the reality of the situation I've seen it a million times over from the big boys down to the small boys and when they used to play West Coast Conference or Big West teams when they were not in the conference in hoops, those programs... Pepperdine, they'd overrun the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one time, you're right. It was a, like a 4 o'clock start, and it was a great, gorgeous day, and you could see, the obviously, you could see the ocean from their uh, pavilion, whatever it was, Firestone, Fire, Fieldhouse, whatever it's called. That's it. Although, I think they're getting a new one. Oh, they are? Uh, nice. And, and, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Paul Westfall, was, he was the coach, and at the time he's coming out and thanking people, and I think he was thinking, wow, our fans are really behind us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just these Cougars that are all over the place. I remember one time they played him, and Ben Olsen, who was a, a senior, I think, uh, was there getting ready to make a commitment. He came out. So we know that they're there, and as far as it goes, the, the, this, these remaining eight are determined to make a run of it, and I think that they should. Because I don't think that it is an awful conference by any stretch. If you add BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, I don't really care if they want to go uh, another four, a fourth team. If they just go two or four, it's not like it's dog meat by any stretch. And then if you look at basketball, basketball would be awesome. 
Basketball would be awesome. <laughs> it's just not the point in all this realignment. But, no, but nevertheless. Baylor's the defending champs. Kansas is a legendary program. So just starting there with those two. But plenty of these other teams have been good at times. They've Texas all had Tech their was runs. in the final now. The guy left to go to Texas as right. the head coach. Oklahoma State but has had good Oklahoma teams Oklahoma State's over the years. been there. Yes. Yeah, Iowa, Iowa State. State has had good teams. Yeah. Right. And then you throw in, and, if you're uh, and Cincinnati in, has been good. Cincinnati's been good. BYU and Houston have had good teams. And then so. if you add BYU with Mark Pope, I think there's a chance Mark Pope want to stay right there. What more would you need? I mean, you would have... You could win the title from that league. Because Baylor yeah. just did. And you're already right. recruiting at a higher level, and then you add these teams that you're going to play, playing a real conference with not a bunch of high school gyms that nobody gives a crap about. Yeah, you, Mark Pope, you'd be giving him the keys to the kingdom, basically. I would so love see, to see what he would do in that conference. So we see multiple reasons why Big 12 schools should be thinking about adding BYU. It's a no-brainer. I believe it for is. multiple reasons. Yeah. But the other part of the equation is, how much does BYU like their current situation? And do they want to go to something that is, at least to some degree, an unknown and not stable? If any of those teams got offered by power leagues, they'd be off. Now, I don't think they're going to be offered, so I don't think a bunch of teams are going to be taken off. I think it's the big reason they're going to stay together. you got to be bold, though. You want answers. They're not there. You need to take a risk. You can't just sit. If there's no risk, then there's no doubt what to do. That's not the reality of the situation. So what? ESPN's driving it big time. That's what I've been told. And so you've got the relationship there. Why couldn't you go back to independent there? And then if you wanted to save face the Mountain West, I believe that there's multiple conferences courting BYU. I think the AAC would, would take them now. BYU's position has grown exponentially, and in a large part because Texas and Oklahoma took off. Now I can hear you fans, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, that's right. You were in the Pac-12 in the first place, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> because Texas, Texas and Oklahoma, Oklahoma get no. to do whatever they want. Yeah. And it turned out, back in the day, they said no. And that allowed you to get in, and I am eternally grateful. That gave us but a their, great shot in the arm. But their brand names make them heavyweights. Yeah, good they for them. get to do whatever they want. And BYU's not on that level. No one's saying that they are. But their leverage has increased a lot because of that. Because they're the number one candidate. And it yeah, I don't care whether you believe me or not. It doesn't matter. I'm too far into the business to believe, to worry about whether you believe people are telling me something or I'm making it up. I really don't care. I, I mean, I have the job that my bosses trust. I know what I'm doing. And I go to bed at night knowing that I don't say anything. I screw around a lot. But when I say stuff that is real news, it's based on uh, intel, as they say. And so uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not saying that, but I believe that they're in the driver's seat. And if they want to go, they're going to have this opportunity. And they have to figure all this stuff out, what's in their best interest and all. I don't know what Tom Homo was thinking. I have not spoke to him about it, nor would he tell me about it. So I'm not claiming that by any stretch. But there's folks out there who have an idea. And I don't think from BYU's perspective, it's a big deal if we get some tidbits or whatnot. We're not going to undermine it by any stretch, and who cares? Uh, I think that it excites your fan base. It doesn't uh, ruin it. It doesn't ruin the deal. I think this stuff with the uh, 
the social stuff that's been out there. Uh, somebody report you guys would remember it because you read the Athletic both of you's uh, more than I do. Uh, somebody said that the people who were concerned about the LGBTQT thing. I hope I got that right. I should write that down or remember it. LGBTQ. Uh, that the, a lot of those folks are gone now. Yeah, I think Max, it was, was, Max Olson's report had a is source. Is he an athletic guy? Yeah, he works for the athletic. Yeah, so I want to make sure I give him, him credit. The Big 12 folks who had issues with it in the past are leaving the conference. Yeah, yeah. Although I, you know, I've heard some, I don't know if you'd call them BYU people, but they've been uh, trying to start something to uh, get uh, BYU that doesn't get it into the conference because there's a lot of people who have a lot of animosity over their policies and the Holland talk that he gave, what was it, uh, was it a week ago today, I think, maybe, uh, that, that stirred some interest and people, Gordon told me that he wrote an article on it and it's break, it broke records. It broke records. I don't personally understand it. It seems, I, I again, I haven't listened to the talk or read it. I don't know if it's available in printed form. But it seems like those policies, maybe I'm off base on this, but it seems like this is what they've been. They've been this way for a good long time, and they're probably not changing anytime soon. So, uh, But if the Big 12 can deal with that, and they can deal with the Sunday play, and really that's about it. Are there other issues out there that I'm unaware of that would be an impediment? I would think those are the two. Yeah. And the people who had an issue... Last time can be leaving, but that means, and, and that, I guess that references the schools leaving and the leadership of those schools, but the leadership of these schools is always turning over. So I don't know you can 100% forecast how any of those school leaders might react if it becomes an issue going forward. And well, I, and, I, mean, and I don't I'd, think BYU's ever going to say, yep, we support gay marriage. I just don't think that's going to happen. Right. So if if this expansion thing is moving forward in a year or two or whatever the timeline turns out to be, who are the people in place? How does the public pressure come down? If it does, yeah, I think those are all unknowns. So, yes, the people are moving on. I trust the reporting on that. But what will that mean in 18 months? Well, everybody has a price. Oh, I think I think it'll, it'll be long decided between now and eighteen months. I don't think it's. Gonna you think take they're going to move? You think they're going to move quick here? Well, I don't know. Is it, what is eighteen months quick? What? I mean, I think for the viability of the conference, they've got to move somewhat in a timely manner. They want to hold on to Texas and Oklahoma and that TV money as long as possible. Yeah, but, but if, they're, they're, if, that, if that moves quick, this will be right behind. They're going to negotiate a buyout on that. It's not going to wait. Nothing. Nothing waits. Yeah. Lawyers. <laughs> Especially because you could get the Cougars in immediately. Right. Unlike the, everybody else, they don't have to give yeah. notice to another conference or pay some huge buyout. And I don't know what those other buyouts are for... for uh, for American athletic teams, yeah, or which is Boise if they go that direction, yeah. or yeah, I'm not sure what I have no, I have no idea actually. And BYU has to figure out what they're going to do with their contracts and all if they decide to go. Under no circumstance am I saying that they have decided that they're going to go. I just think that they're in a good position if they want to go, they can get to go. And I, I, I think of the from the fan base perspective, you look at it and. I think it's a good deal. I think it's a decent it's a decent conference. Is it better than the Mountain West? Yes. Is it financially better? Yes. 
Is it financially better than independence? Probably. That is the assumption. Yeah. Uh, that BYU right now is between six and ten million on their independent deal. And we don't know exactly what the Big Twelve would look like going forward, but if it lost half its value, it would still be fourteen million. So that's still an upgrade. Yeah, dollars and cents would dictate, and you'd get some exposure. Yeah. What about exposure? I think how would it change? Every game on TV, anyway. Yes. So. You know, you're probably still going to have to play a lot of your games at 8 o'clock at night. That would be a wash. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what you're doing now anyway, right, to a, to a large extent. Mm-hmm. Aren't the first uh, – well, the first two games are at 8. Aren't, uh, the first three, I thought. Yeah, Isn't I thought Arizona the first – State. It's usually yeah, – yeah, there you go. Is it, that their it, third game? Yes, yeah, number three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, their home games, the 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 BYU TV game is an afternoon game in yeah, November. Outside and maybe they get one other uh, – USC was an afternoon game. Sure. But generally, they're going to play four or five games at home. The kickoff at 820 or whatever. Same with the Utes. Yes. Welcome to this part of the country. Same with the Aggies. Yeah. Welcome to this part of the country. Yeah. It's just the way it is now, so I don't know that that's ever going to change. It'll be interesting to see with the Pac-12 going forward here if they can get two games a week into an earlier time slot. I'm trying to see what's the negative. Oh, they're not going to be considered a Power 5 and you won't get an automatic bid into the playoff. You don't have that anyway. Right. (laughs) Depending on what the playoff looks like going forward... They expand the playoff. There could be better access. Well, what's we'll the difference? BYU is going to make. No, we're not going to go in for that one because season. we don't have a guarantee to get in the playoff. When the for crap that. you getting in the playoff anyway? <laughs> Once every twenty years, if things break your way. I mean, you already wrecked everything, and they changed it in nineteen eighty four. Yes, <laughs> so. and you got to twelve and zero, and they told you thanks, but no thanks, and finished yeah. twelve and two. So I don't that know that that's a big deal. Right? Yeah. And the bowl games, eh. bowl games, who knows what bowl games are going to be like in even five years. It seems like they're so watered down now. Well, as we see more and more players opting out, yes, without question. So, But you'd have better access to bowls, I would think, for whatever that's worth. Uh, would you? What's the difference? I, I, those things are becoming more and more an afterthought. That is true. Uh, they're like a necessary evil now. Hardly anybody wants to do it, and but you got to have it. So it's like going to the dentist. It's like a chef. Who wants to, like go to, to go to the dentist? Nobody does. But you got to go. And I love my dentist people. My guy, big BYU fan, love him dearly. I mean, he he's uh, working on my D. What do you think the Cougars are going to do? <laughs> You know what I mean? I do. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the Jazz in this playoff series? <laughs> yeah, right? So I- I'm wondering, BYU fans, how, where are you? How are you hanging on? Because what is negative about this? You can even hold on to some of the big games you got going forward. I mean, you'll still have three or four non-league games. You have to let some stuff go. Some years, that's not really a factor. The schedule isn't that good. There are some series out there that BYU fans might find juicy, but you can preserve some of those. To an extent, sure. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. Have to pick and choose. Can't save them all. 
Well, the 2024 season, they only have two Power 5 games. You think set. you're going to go into Stillwater and just roll over those guys every year? Nobody does, or every other year. No. They're up there in Ames, Iowa. Well, they have it going now. Morgantown, <laughs> West have been, Virginia. There have been years where you could just go up there and roll Iowa State. And like, as there have been in every team, every yeah. conference. Yeah, but like a decade ago, right at the end of the Mountain West era, Utah went back there. And won like sixty-seven to fourteen or something. That's ten years. Annihilated them, and they got a good coaching staff there now, and they've been crushing it. They nearly won the league last year. Sure, keep going to Phoenix, get your quarterbacks, and you're good to go. (laughs) Brock Purdy and steal our guys, or our guys want to be stolen. Uh, So, I, I just don't. I don't see a downside to it. I'm trying to figure it out. You can sit around and wait for the Pac-12 to invite you. You'll be in. An old maid. You got an opportunity there to establish something. Because I, I, I think the fans want it. The fans want to follow a conference race. It goes back to what Jake Scott so accurately said years ago. On so many of these teams they play, when the clock hits zero, we don't ever pay attention to them again. Now, it'll be a little different this year because of the the number of Pac-12 teams. If you could get a scheduling agreement with Pac-12 if you can manage to get five games with Pac-12 teams every year, I'd be all for it. But you can't. This right. is a high watermark. Right. This is this is great. An unusual year, and you can enjoy it and soak it up. But and it'll be fun because then you can, especially with Utah being in the South and you're playing these South teams, and you can look. Oh, we beat them. You beat them. We lost to them, but you beat them. And that's. I think fans want that, man. They want more of an engagement than they're getting with being an independent. And if you can't be in a conference race yourself, maybe you could be a spoiler or something. Give the schedule a little more juice after we get past Boise State. This is an unusual year. They have a good October schedule this year. But there are a lot of years where October doesn't, doesn't, have, doesn't, have, doesn't pack the wall up at packs this year. And I think for recruiting it would help. Because you're already selling guys uh, come here, and a lot of them come there because of the BYU experience. Uh, Nobody can out-Mormon BYU. Let's just call it like it is. You can get it other places, but you can't get it to the level. I don't know how many teams are starting practice with the prayer and all that. And for those folks, I don't scoff at that at all. That is very, very important to a lot of people and good for them. I'm all for it. And you get that at BYU. And that's and, and a lot of those kids, they want that. That's what they're used to. That's what they grew up in. It's very, very important to them. And I applaud their conviction. I, I couldn't imagine what it would be like at 19 or now 18 to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give all this up for two years. It's just... I applaud each and every young lad and, and the ladies who do that too because it takes a lot. And so that's important to them. And so you already got that going. Then you add in some of these other things that could be playing these teams. I mean, if you can't play Oklahoma, why not play Oklahoma State? DJ and PK, if you missed it earlier this morning, Samson Nakua, Nick Ford, BYU wide receiver, Utah offensive lineman, both joined us. You can catch those interviews at 1280thezone.com. It is all online. We're streaming there. Grab your phone. 
Use the app. Use our app. Use the open mic feature. Send us your take. BYU to the Big 12. You like it? You don't like it? What are you thinking? We'll get to that coming up. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.